0: You are listening to supporting supporters. A Change to Chill podcast. This is a free mental well-being resource offered by Alina Health. My name is Tanya Freeman. I'm a licensed psychologist and regional lead psychologist with Alina Health. These podcast episodes are aimed with the goal of providing quick, tangible resources and information from Alina Health mental health providers on a range of mental health topics relevant to day-to-day lives of the listener. We invite you to join us in any way you please, whether you sit back and kick your feet up, or as you engage in movement, your daily commute, or as you prepare for your day. However you choose to join us, we welcome you and we honor your time. Hi everyone, my name is Tanya Freeman. I am an early lifespan primary care psychologist with Alina Health. I wanna start by thanking you for listening to our podcast where we are hopeful to cultivate a space to give back to you, our teachers who are day in and day out serving our next generations in a time of so much uncertainty. I first wanna thank you for showing up today. This podcast project is especially meaningful to me as a first-generation scholar of higher education. Without teachers who supported, motivated, and cared for me, I certainly would not be where I am today. And for that, I will forever be grateful. Because of those teachers, I myself have become a lifelong learner and I strive to find opportunities to give back and serve in unique ways. I value your time and I feel honored that you have chosen to spend a few minutes with me, for you, your students, your family, and your community. As without filling your cup, it is significantly more difficult to serve others, even if serving others fills your cup. There are certainly components that drain our cups completely dry even when we love our jobs, especially in times of so much change and uncertainty. As I honor your time, I will dive right into the next episode topic, deep breathing. I have three topics in today's episode. Topic one, what is it? Topic two, the science of diaphragmatic breathing. Topic three, so what now? Topic one, what is it? Deep breathing is also referred to as belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing. There are many research articles, both from medical and psychological entities, on the effectiveness of diaphragmatic breathing, but let's start with what it is and how it may be a tool you choose to implement. Diaphragmatic breathing involves taking a breath through your nose, all the way down to your diaphragm, activating the abdomen and stomach muscles. This is also referred to as 360 breathing, as you can feel your stomach, your ribcage, and abdominal muscles extract around your diaphragm. The Cleveland Clinic defines the diaphragm as the most efficient muscle for breathing. The diaphragm is a dome-shaped muscle located at the bottom of your lungs, activated by your abdominal muscles. No, you do not need to do crunches or sit-ups to become an efficient diaphragmatic breather. Singers and musicians are often familiar with diaphragmatic breathing as it is one of the most efficient forms of breath that allows us to fully breathe in and excrete the air fully and slowly on the way out. Topic 2. The Science of Diaphragmatic Breathing Scientifically, this kind of breathing stimulates the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is a cranial nerve from the spinal cord, traveling through the neck and responsible for a number of critical components, including but not limited to internal organ functions such as respiratory rate, heart rate, digestion, and reflexive actions such as swallowing, vomiting, coughing, and sneezing. Stimulation of the vagus nerve activates the parasympathetic nervous system. For the sake of this short podcast episode, I want to give a brief highlight and overview of the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems at large. The sympathetic nervous system is referred to as our fight, flight, or freeze response. This is activated and needed when we are in times of true significant threat and distress to protect our body. Think back to our ancestors and running from a saber toothed tiger, or as simple as today, going on a roller coaster ride. Each body responds differently based off of life experiences and activation of the sympathetic nervous system. The goal of the sympathetic nervous system is to protect us. The difficulty here is that once in distress, the nervous system can have difficulties differentiating between a true threat and stressors. A body in chronic sympathetic activation is at risk for increased inflammation in the circulatory system, increased risk for illness, hypertension, heart attacks, strokes, difficulties with sleep, and difficulties with mood and behavioral regulation. The parasympathetic nervous system, on the other hand, is the nervous system known for rest and digestion. The main purpose of the parasympathetic nervous system is to conserve energy to be used later and regulate bodily functions. That is to bring us back to homeostasis and promote overall regulation. For example, decreasing risk for the above mentioned, regulate emotions and behaviors, and promote sleep. Many situations can activate the sympathetic nervous system, such as conflict with friends or family, high-stress jobs, and worldwide events. Any of this sound familiar? Topic three. So what now? Based on the brief and certainly not extensive overview of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems, it might be going through your head, okay, so how can I get that parasympathetic nervous system thing activated? Because rest sounds pretty great, right? Deep breathing or diaphragmatic breathing is one of the many ways we can stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. The good news is, it's free, it can be used relatively anywhere, and can be taught to individuals of all ages. We have to breathe to live, so we may as well learn to do it in a way that benefits us in the long term, right? The hard news, many of us breathe with our chest when we are distressed, referred to as panty or puppy breathing. So this means it's going to take some awareness and practice on your end. But it can be fun, and it's intuitive once we get started. I teach diaphragmatic breathing to children, adolescents, adults, families, and individuals who suffer from significant trauma or panic, anxiety, sleep difficulties. It's incredibly advantageous and effective. I invite you to give it a try with me. If you are driving, please pause. Come back to this at a time when you are free from any dangerous distractions or free from a non-moving environment. Once you are in a safe and hopefully non-distractive environment, as least distractive as you can get, let's get started. You can do this either lying flat on your back or with your feet flat on the ground, spine intact, but not rigid. So if you're sitting in a chair and your feet can't touch the ground, that's okay. Just try to get your feet uncrossed. You don't want to be in a super rigid position, comfortable enough, but also not like slouched forward. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with a simple four, four, six, four count. So we'll be breathing in for 4, we'll hold for 4, we'll breathe out for 6, and we'll hold for 4. The numbers aren't really as important as fully engaging your diaphragm. A longer breath out increases that parasympathetic nervous system stimulation. If you find it difficult, do your best, but certainly practice with the counts. Find a rhythm that feels good for you. First, we will start by placing one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly. The goal here is to notice what's moving. Is it your chest or your stomach? Ideally, our stomach will expand and rise up as we breathe in, holding on the pause, and down and out on the breath out, completely emptying the diaphragm, and then holding in as we hold. If you notice your chest moving, that's okay. It just means that this will be a great way to retrain your muscles for breathing. So when you are ready, sit with your feet flat or as flat as you can or lie down. I invite you to close your eyes or look at a non-moving item near staring distance from your face. Breathe in through your nose for one, two, three, four. Hold two three four breathe out two three four five six hold two three four let's do that again take a breath in two three four hold two three four breathe out two three four five six hold two three four breathe in two three four hold two three four breathe out two three four five six hold two three four breathe in two three four hold two three four breathe out two three four five six hold two three, four, breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, five, six, hold, two, three, four. Notice how you feel. Maybe your mind was wandering. Maybe you're thinking about what you're having for dinner, what somebody said today. Maybe you were noticing judgments. Maybe you're thinking, what are we doing? All of these experiences can be completely normal. Our goal is to do this without judgment, to slow down our heart rate, and to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Our goal is not to get rid of every thought or distraction, but rather just not feel the need to attend to them. I highly recommend doing this at least two times a day for at least 10 breaths. Often, people like to do this before bed. Then you can start using this in times of distress. If you only reserve this for times of distress, you might notice difficulty doing so, which is similar to learning to play a sport during the biggest game or tournament of the year. You will likely experience increased anxiety and activation of the sympathetic nervous system, which is the opposite of our goal here. I invite you to try this out. You can use this with children as well, either sitting or lying down. You can play around and use stuffed animals on the tummy to see the animal move up and down to demonstrate that to children. If we breathe too quickly, the animal will fall, but we want to breathe slow enough that that animal will just rise on our belly and come back down. You can do hand breathing by tracing your pinky, finger by finger, all the way to your thumb, breathing in on the trace up, pausing at the top. on the way down. This adds a tactile sensation and distraction. While we certainly did not cover the entire complexity of the nervous system, I am hopeful that you found this episode helpful and can walk away with a useful tool for yourself and options to share with others. This tool can be used in the classroom at the start, middle, or end of activities or during times of transitions. Thank you for all that you do for our students and community at large. Truly, I cherish your work and your time. See you in the next episode. Dr. Freeman. On behalf of Alina Health and Change to Chill, we thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We do hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope that you join us in other episodes covering even more interesting topics with mental health providers. As always, you can find the show notes and any accompanying research and tools at the Change to Chill website at www.changetochill.org. In health and in wellness, take care and see you next time.